Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van Bocklin with the Public Affairs and Communications team here at Eskenazi Health. And as many people who uh, listen to this podcast know, Eskenazi Health aims to treat our patients both medically and holistically, uh, while also offering programs to members of the community to improve their overall well-being. So with us today to discuss the Eskenazi Health Lifestyle Medicine and Primary Care Patient Groups, we have Dr. Daniel Pino, who serves as the Medical Director for Lifestyle Health and Wellness and specializes in adult and pediatric medicine at Eskenazi Health Center, West 38th Street, and Emily Dawkins, uh, outpatient clinical dietitian at Eskenazi Health Forest Manor and program coordinator at Eskenazi Health Center. Now that I've gotten all of that formality stuff done, we can we can just start talking about this. Welcome, both of you. Thanks a lot for coming in. So we'll get into the program, but let's start with uh, each of your backgrounds, uh, how long you've been with Eskenazi. So we'll start with Dr. Pino. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, your history with Eskenazi. Go for it. Absolutely. And th- thank you for letting us come and join you today. Um, as you mentioned, I am a internal medicine and pediatric doctor, and I did my training in Indianapolis. And so I've actually been with Eskenazi for over a decade, including that time that I was here learning. And I um, ha- came to know Eskenazi well in that space and got to know a little bit more about what happened in the dietetics world. And some of my favorite people were the ones I met there. And it's what started my intrigue with this process that we now call lifestyle medicine and kept me around to be a physician here with us. I do like that it's called – I like the term lifestyle medicine. I, I, I think it just adds that everyday – Lifestyle, you know, it's just, it's all about how people live. So yeah, it's it, I, I just I really like the work that's happening here. Emily, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I share in common with Dr. Pino. I've been here about ten years, so that anniversary is approaching. And I am a registered dietitian. I see patients both individually and also in a group setting at Forest Manor Health Center. Um, I also wear another hat with our lifestyle medicine programming, and that is some of the behind the scenes work um, that it takes to keep our programs growing, thriving. Um, when I think about how I first became involved in the lifestyle medicine program, um, I think the honest answer is it was a little bit of both an accident and an opportunity. Um, about a decade ago, uh, my supervisor, Amy Carter, asked me to join her in hosting a diabetes group. Um, and I think when your supervisor asks you and you don't have a good reason to say, <laughs> I, I'm not sure about this. Um, but I think at the time, you know, I compare it to a, a blind date. Um, I worried about, you know, are people going to show up? Is it going to be awkward? Am I going to know what to say? Is this going to turn out well? Um, and at that time, when I first started at Eskenazi, I had an office in the basement of Forest Manor, and it was a little bit too quiet. So I said yes, um, and I am so grateful that I did, um, because these programs at Eskenazi and the opportunities I have had as a dietitian, um, I believe it's truly something special that we're able to offer and something very unique to Eskenazi. So long-winded way of saying it was an opportunity that I wasn't sure if I say yes to, I did, and happy ending. Isn't it always great when you find out that a, a skill that you kind of knew you had, but didn't really know another application for it. And you're, you, you get an opportunity to do something and, and it, it, it's not necessarily in your wheelhouse, but it's not so much out of your skill set. And then all of a sudden you're like, 
I can do this. I'm good enough. I get and it's, so yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. Uh, so we hear a lot about uh, people who make lifestyle changes, and I know uh, going into the pandemic, everyone's world just was thrown up, uh, thrown up, just thrown into uh, disarray, um, and how lifestyle changes can positively affect your health. So what is Dr. Pino? What is the lifestyle medicine program? Why was it created? Uh, and I'd love to get into how tips as we come out of COVID, but let's start with the lifestyle. I, you, it's the elephant in the room. We got, we can't have a conversation this year without saying COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. No, I, and, and I think that what's important is, you know, as Emily mentioned, this is something that not just a skill set, but a passion, right? One of the reasons I stuck around here was hearing a commonality between all of us, the, the desire to be actively engaged in the patient's lives and their care. And so, you know, when I look back, you know, Emily states that she was in the basement. And I remember my first interaction with our dietitian at North Arlington was Brandy. And I went down to the basement and they were giving out shared agriculture, like agriculture shares. And I thought, what in the world is this? And I asked her and she said, this is why we're doing it. And for me, that was important. And I would say that this grew out of that, right? So this has been something that we've been doing for a while when it comes to the people that we're already talking about nutrition, already talking about lifestyle change. There's been some things that Emily will talk about, I hope at some point, that says for years we've been thinking about how can we be a part of this. And this specific space that we're in now was something like myself, right? I had a passion to know that more. And there's a lot of our providers in the system that also had that passion. And when we started, when I first began here, I, they put me in a leadership role a little too early, I think. But um, <laughs> in that, I was I always bring questions and conversation. And the beauty is the people around us do that as well. And um, Emily mentioned Amy Carter earlier. And we had conversations from a very early space about what could this look like? And of course, we know Lisa Harris believes in this type of care. And she happened to be in those conversations too. And one day we said, let's make this work in a different way. And that was when it became a little more intentional in some of the things that I'm partaking in. But really what we did is add on to what was already happening and let the provider be an active participant. And that's what it came to be now. And for us, we chose lifestyle medicine as an umbrella because it fit what we were looking for. And lifestyle medicine comes from the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, which is a larger national organization. And they focus on evidence-based practices to help us treat and prevent chronic disease. And the pillars we look at are things like how do we eat? How do we exercise? Mm -hmm. The importance of sleep and stress, what we put into our bodies, like whether we smoke or what we drink. And then the last part is relationship. And that's one thing that we all sort of identified with. And we said, let's build a place that relationships matter the most. And let's make sure that this is something that all of the people involved can be engaging in the relationships with patients. And you mentioned Dr. Harris's passion for this also. I I love that her, I guess, motto philosophy is the best doctor is one you don't have to see. I, I think that she's, <laughs> yeah. I think that's very telling in uh, the type of care in the approach that Eskenazi Health takes you know, globally in, in the sense, uh, to care. You, yeah, you, you mentioned agriculture. Share. What, what's an agriculture share? I, I know that's not yeah, any, but I don't even know if I know how to say it right, but essentially there's farms that grow these smaller portion or they grow food and you can put it into smaller petitions of portions to hand out to individuals. Okay. So it's something that often in like the community people will buy into. And at the time that I ran into our dietitian in the basement at North Arlington, <laughs> um, it was a program that was a, I think it was a grant program that let people 
people get this at our site and then learn to use it in new ways at home. And it's something that we've continued throughout the system. It's one of the programs now that we still offer when it comes to being able to access sort of produce that was locally grown and in an intentional way. So th- this is not a question that's on the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious about the process of lifestyle medicine. So how does that treatment work in the sense of Traditionally, you go see a doctor, they write your prescription, you get your meds, you follow, you take your meds once a day, twice, whatever it is. Lifestyle medicine is more of a changing your mindset to to make different decisions. Are there, and I'm sorry if I'm not even necessarily asking the right question, but is there like a moment? How, how do you how do you get a person to buy into making a lifestyle change? Yeah, I I think one of the things you'll find across our programs is we offer a lot of support in choosing a personalized goal. Um, And so if I think of the programs we offer, and maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, I almost think about as we present a toolbox. And so if you're going to do a project in your home, and forgive me, I'm not super handy, but I do know if I'm going to use a a screw in the wall, I'm probably not going to grab a paintbrush. Or if I'm going to paint the wall, I'm probably not grabbing the wrench. And so over the course of weeks in these programs, we present these different tools, but we really encourage people to think about, you know, what are the tools that are most meaningful for you right now? You know, where are you hoping to get to and where are you right now? And if you dump all those tools out of the toolbox at the same moment, it's going to be pretty overwhelming. And so we offer a lot of support to choose your tools both before, during, and after the program. Um, and also I think the important piece is I know I think a grand total of zero people, including us in the room, that are 100% perfect with lifestyle. <laughs> and so I think it's also understanding, you know, none of us are always hitting the mark 100% of the time, but where are the opportunities that you can do better today? Um, and we help you find those better moments today because it's really easy to fall into, well, tomorrow I'll start this or tomorrow I'll do this. Um, you know, what, what's something, even if it's small today, because those small things, those are the things that tend to stick a little bit more and they also tend to snowball and become the bigger things. Your toolbox analogy, I think is, is ideal. And and lots of people have been victims of this and I've made these mistakes. They're like, I, you go, I have cleared out all the bad food in my house. I'm going to start running three miles a day and I'm going to be lifting weights nine times a day. Well, have you ever done anything like this before? No, I'm starting it all tomorrow. And then a week later, you're, you're sick. You've probably pulled nine muscles and you can't get out of bed. And it was almost more like a manic episode than a lifestyle change, I guess you could say. Um, so yeah, I like that too. And it's like these incremental, what can we change the build up before without even really realizing it, you're just living a healthier lifestyle. So I think is what what it amounts to, right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, to speak to that, you know, the importance of hearing first the desire, right? Because we often all find ourselves having this ideal self and we battle when we can't get there, right? And and some of the ways in which we love, and, and for me personally, and I think that Emily appreciates this too, because I've seen her do this incredibly well, is to hear and to think about the goal 
and then step back and say, let's walk into that together. And, and it takes this big idea that becomes almost unaccessible and unreal and becomes real steps to getting into actions that can make a difference. And sometimes in our minds, we think that we have to be the perfect being, mm-hmm. right? And we have to be exercising this many times a week. And now there's evidence behind certain numbers. But when we can step back and say, today, let's walk in the one step to the first step. Right. And then find our next path. There's there's this beautiful release that happens. And then when we get to be in that space and what's hard is people don't believe it actually can make a difference sometimes because it is the pill. Right. It is the new way in which we're approaching it. And, and it's not just something that under lifestyle medicine, they've said this. It's evidence based when it comes to a large amount of our um, medical societies when they talk about treating. The first step is how can we make some individual changes first? And so we try to give evidence and, and professional understanding in it. But ultimately, when we are able to listen and let it be patient-driven, but sometimes let the patient know maybe today what we begin with is a journey that direction. Mm-hmm. And it can be really awesome to watch. It's 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 just fan, it's fantastic. I, okay, I'll get us back on track here. Uh, this one's for Emily. Uh, you described that a lifestyle medicine approach uh, to care, or excuse me, you've described that a lifestyle medicine approach to care addresses both medically and holistically, uh, including in a group setting. Can you go into more detail about the lifestyle medicine patient group education programs that happen uh, or that exist in primary care? Uh, Yes. So the answer to that is yes. Um, We were joking before we came in here today that Dr. Pino might need a hand signal when when we get to this question, because this is the spot where I just love to talk about. Um, And I think before I highlight individual programs, just to give a, a brief overview of what we do offer, there are some things in common across all of the programs. And I think that is how we present some of the tools. And so our program... We try to use the word group more than you hear us use the word class. Um, when I picture a word class, I think of the, the teacher standing in front of the room. Everybody else is kind of quiet, sitting there, listening, um, not participating as much. And so our group looks a lot different than that. Um, we try to do games, activities. So for example, when we talk about, you know, what is diabetes and how do lifestyle changes impact diabetes, you'll see us grab a plastic Easter egg, a bag of marshmallows and a tube sock. And we build with you, how does diabetes work in your body and how do the tools we're talking about impact that? Um, as a dietitian, favorite part is food. So we always have food um, incorporated in some way in our programs. Um, a recipe demo is a real common way we do that. And even in our online programs, we provide a, a care package. So all members of the group get a care package that includes ingredients and some simple cooking tools that they can use to recreate the recipes at home. And so it's just as much doing as it is anything else and probably less telling. Um, even though there is a curriculum. So we do use an evidence-based curriculum in our programs, but it's definitely flexible for what the members of the group need as well. And probably the most important ingredient I think that happens in all our programs is what the members of the groups bring themselves, um, their questions, their experiences, what they offer to each other. Um, I will say no two groups are the same. I see Dr. Pino nodding. So you have a plan, but you also go in and it's about what we all, all learn and do together in that group. Um, to give you an idea of some of the programs that we offer, because I'm not getting the, the hand signal. <laughs> no, yet, keep going. By you, all means. No, please. Nor keep going. have you yeah. turned my microphone off. 
Um, I did mention our diabetes program. So that is our first group education program we offered about a decade ago. Um, and that program, it's not only nutrition, activity, some of the things you might expect, but it really is a comprehensive diabetes program. And so we get into, you know, checking your blood sugar, troubleshooting when things don't go as planned. The pharmacist comes and visits and talks about medication. And so that program is a nationally accredited program. Um, and from that program, we built novel to Eskenazi. We have a hypertension program. So modeled in a similar way where we cover a lot of the tools, lifestyle, things that can help to improve blood pressure. We have a pediatric program, so a pediatric healthy living program, a very strong emphasis on cooking. And so we cook every week in that program. Um, the lifestyle wellness coach visits for activity every week. And then there's always a fun interactive nutrition lesson or game. Um, and then Dr. Pino talked about vegetables pretty early <laughs> on. I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that from him. Um, but we do have programs that kind of fall under this category that we call nutrition incentive programs, or you know, you might think of them as fruit and veggie programs. And I won't go into all the, the individual programs, um, but the general idea is that we're connecting people to produce along with education and practical cooking tools to help them use that produce. So it's not your grandma, or maybe I shouldn't pick on my grandma, but it's not your, <laughs> your mom or your grandma or somebody telling you, eat your vegetables. Um, people that do these programs, they find they enjoy these foods more. They feel confident in shopping for them, cooking them. Um, and we do see that they tend to eat more of them after graduating. Um, and that's through our, our Sky Farm. We have classes using that produce. We have another program called Produce Prescription, where we provide, um, in partnership with Marion County Health Department, um, an electronic card where you go shop at a grocery store and you get to choose the produce that you want for your family. Um, so those programs happen in different ways. We also have Healthy Me, Lifestyle Wellness Coaching, Diabetes Prevention Program, um, lots of different opportunities. So many things I think has to do with people have been conditioned to think certain things about with vegetables. I know for me, uh, and lots of people have great, had mothers and grandmothers who were great cooks, but also lots of people had mothers and grandmothers who steamed the bejeebers out of Brussels sprouts. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, and that was, for me, it was, and it was just this no nasty yuck. And then I learned how to, how to prepare them not in an unhealthy way, but and now I can't not even, they're one of my favorite things to eat out there, you know? And I, so I think that's uh, the, the reteaching and to help people, you know, find that, that good. And first of all, why do we steam Brussels sprouts so dang much? <laughs> but um, is there, you know, is there a, a, and everyone, you know, everyone's unique and, you know, has their own moments, but is there like a general, I guess, aha moment that, that happens in these groups where people, where it, you can see it start to click in, and it's not, it becomes less overwhelming and uh, people are able to disarm themselves a little bit. Is there a moment that they, that they see where it's, because people are resistant to change. When you talk about lifestyle change, that, that puts off so many, you know, things. But is there a moment when they realize that it's, it's this is doable and this is good and I can handle this. How, how do we get get them there? There certainly is, and it, it you know it's hard to say when or what. Often you know, as Emily pointed out, when we're first 
approaching and understanding where you're at, right? We ask, who are you? Where are you? Right. And what are some skills or confidence needs that you have? And I think in beginning there, people already feel the threat of what is involved in like vegetables, right? Because often people come in or I know folks that have come up and they're like, they, you know, you get a little bit timid if you're not eating vegetables around me. Right. And, and the truth is that's not what we're asking here. We're asking for a better understanding of your health and we're asking for a better understanding of what we can do to think about next steps for you. And so it's awareness. And I think that that first question that we often approach people with, which is what are your, what's your goal here? Right. What's your desire? And when we don't come back with you have to, and instead we come back with what can we do? People end up losing a little bit of that guard and then say, wait, maybe this is approachable. And, I, and, and you can see it at times in the beginning. Sometimes we come in so much saying that we have to, that we don't let it down initially. And this is where in a group setting, what I love, absolutely love. I mean, you can tell that someone like Emily and how she approaches this can let the group sort of facilitate itself. And when somebody next to you that has the exact same question, maybe two years ago says, hey, this is what I did right? There's this like melding of the heart that just says, wait, now I get it, right? I'm not alone. And there's something about this that's important to me still. And that's why I'm here. And, 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 and so it happens sometimes very early. Sometimes it happens at the end of a group. Sometimes it happens three months later that you really kind of get this picture of yourself that says, wait, I am changing. And that's been something I've been doing for a long time. I, in, I think also the, the group aspect and the camaraderie and the support and um, so what sort of tools and guidance does the Lifestyle Medicine Program uh, provide for participants as they, as they go through it all? Yeah, so there are um, topics that we try to cover in different ways in every group program. Um, and so you're with your dietitian every week of the program, but we also have guest speakers coming that are really experts in their area related to lifestyle or diabetes or blood pressure, whatever the group may be. And so you're not going to just see your dietitian. You're also going to see your health coach. You're going to see your pharmacist. You may see your provider in a group. And so you really get full access to this team. Um, and Dr. Pino touched on this too in his answer before, but there really is something to be said about when you take that team that you interact with within the, the walls of the exam room, which I know for myself sometimes when I, I, I love my doctor, but when I go to that appointment, I'm sometimes nervous or worried and it just doesn't feel always like a very relaxed setting. And I think in that group setting where, you know, the provider is there for an hour some of the weeks, you're with others that are saying, yeah, me too, and you're laughing and you're having fun. Um, I think that that enhances some of the tools that maybe aren't always new, but you're also now hearing them in a, in a very different way. And then also, too, you're, you're hearing them over the course of weeks um, and you have a lot of time to practice, to think about them, to ask questions, which I think makes a really big difference too. And I think you get people who are – they're there because they want to be there. And when you get a doctor's appointment, uh, by no means am I trying to disparage doctors, but they're coming in, they're providing high-quality care, but they've got 30 more patients after. They're just trying to stay on time and move through, and they're in, they're out, you're looking at your chart, you're moving through, and, and it's great – but the group setting and it's there's the supporting and there's the more and there and your patients are there because they've they've asked for this referral. I assume it's a referral thing to get into this program, which would lead me to the next question. How do we engage the lifestyle medicine program here? 
the way that we get through this is actually in our system through our primary care doctors or through your primary care team. And, and the, the beauty of that is, it, it, you know, as Emily pointed out, and kind of the point of like the doctor situation. Now, being a doctor, I'm going to raise my hand. I am a doctor <laughs> and I understand the situation, right? Which is this, this place that we're all trying to do our best. Yeah. And sometimes we don't have the space for it. And this does absolutely provide the space for it. But um, the referral comes to the primary care team is the best way to do that. And so if you're connected to your doctor or you're not connected to Eskenazi, you can come in through one of our clinics. And that's one of the best ways to get into the system. I did want to just touch. I know you didn't ask it. but No, please. Yeah. To, to think about one of the things that I love about this is we actually the, the framework of it is connecting to the primary care team. So we this is a sort of quote unquote new way of approaching it. But it's actually meant to be supportive of everything that happens in that doctor's visit. And, you know, one thing I thought about earlier is I mentioned like this is the new pill. And one of the things we really try to expand on here is how we use medicines, why we use medicines, and how do we approach that conversation so that when you're talking with your primary care provider, you can be more engaged. And so it's about confidence building, not just in eating and exercise, but even knowledge of your own disease process and where the matter, like where the medications matter. Cause I, I just want that to be out there because I think it's important to remember this is in addition to what we do in the doctor's office and it helps really make that relationship thrive. And that's our goal in this. And, and you can come through it because that's where you're going to get referred through. And, and I think that most of our providers are aware of these type of programs. Um, and if they're not, you know, you can also ask the, the primary care site. And then, um, of course, reaching out to any of our dietitians, they'd be more than happy to get us into the program. And it's it's puzzle pieces to the whole thing. And I think uh, some people just think, just go and put me on some meds and is, let's try and use those last. Or if we really know, we, there's so many other things we can do before we you know go down that road. But um, I want to be mindful of everyone's time. Is there anything that I haven't touched on with this? Um, anything that we've, we've – just anything else? I could share contact information. Please, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Um, so I am going to give out my office number. Are um, you sure? So I am sure. Okay, all right. We, we Once are... it's out there, you can't take it back. <laughs> well, so the good news is I, I am now not the only dietitian alone in the basement at Forest Manor. <laughs> um, there are two others there that are also well-equipped to help. And so if you are interested in learning more about our programs, would like to connect to our programs, which are offered across our sites, um, feel free to use this number and we will help um, connect you. I will also say that if you find yourself in an Eskenazi clinic for any other appointment and you're interested in meeting the dietitian or health coach, just ask. Mm -hmm. That's what we're there for, and we're happy to talk with you. And so my my office number is 317-541-3431. My name is Emily, and again, that's 317-541-3431. And of course, you can get all of this information at EskenaziHealth.edu. Uh, Dr. Pino, any anything else you'd like to get in here before we wrap things up? You know, I think it's just, uh, again, thanking you for letting us be here, because this is kind of what it feels like, right? Even this type of conversation where we get to explore questions together and better understand ourselves. And I think that the reality of what we're trying to accomplish here happens a lot in real life. And it's just bringing that to the clinic space. So uh, we appreciate you letting us be here. We appreciate people listening and thinking about their own health because that's what's most important to us. I appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, one, I got to I got to put one or both of you on the spot for this one before we wrap it up. So you can't get out of here without giving us an easy tip, life, healthy lifestyle. Uh, you know, what's one easy thing that someone listening to this could just start working towards today? What's the best way to get started? 
I was going to pick on you a little bit and okay. say roast your Brussels sprouts Ro- because they're That's amazing. I, well, that I've way. got into sautéing them with garlic and ro- yeah, no, I yes. Uh, I, I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, in that same sense, I mean, I was probably going to go the same way. We have a lot of like cool acronyms, you know, like for children, there's one called 5210. Yeah. And, it's about, and the first five there is increasing fruits and vegetables. And so if you're not approaching it and you're afraid of it, just go go to the place in the grocery store that maybe you've not been and take a look at all of those beautiful fruits and vegetables and say, is there one that I want to try today? And if, if there's not one, okay, maybe then make a goal to go back next week and see if you find a new one. And it's just about approaching it first and seeing what you can do. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you both, uh, Dr. Pino, Emily Dawkins, for coming in, of course, EskenaziHealth.edu uh, to get connected with the lifestyle medicine thing. You want to give the phone number one more time? Sure. 317-541-3431. Thank you very much to everyone for listening to the podcast. You can hear all of our past episodes at our SoundCloud account, the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. Thank you to Joe and for Rachel for getting everything set up. And we'll be talking to you on our next episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. To hear all of our previous episodes, please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud by searching Eskenazi Health.